For nearly four decades, Jonathan King was one of Britain's most colorful pop music characters and a cultural phenomenon. His distinctive round glasses and lopsided grin provided the perfect eccentric visual accompaniment to a series of bubblegum pop hits that began in 1965 with Everyone's Gone to the Moon, recorded while he was still an undergraduate at Cambridge. King's songs were in the top 30 time after time, with hits including his versions of Una Paloma Blanca, Hooked on a Feeling, the Motown classic It's the Same Old Song, and a hard rock version of the Archie's bubblegum pop hit Sugar Sugar. King also worked with huge rock acts of the 70s, including Genesis, 10CC, and the Bay City Rollers. A 2001 conviction that he had sexually abused young teens sparked a spectacular fall from grace and tarnished his pop gold touch, which also includes the song which is the focus of this episode. As it turns out, King also wrote one of the biggest pieces of cod reggae ever recorded, Johnny Reggae, featuring the memorable line, he's a real tasty geezer, that became a popular catchphrase in England in the 70s. As reggae became part of the musical landscape, more established white rock artists began to experiment with it. Soon, direct musical influences like dub effects, reggae-style guitar and keyboard rhythms, and missing drum beats and side stick also began to find their way into popular mainstream music. As more non-reggae artists began to appropriate the sound of reggae and white audiences responded, this new Regatta de Blanc, as the police called their second album, received a less than flattering name, Cod Reggae. It's a harsh but efficient way of describing reggae music reconfigured for a mass audience. Hi, this is Mark Wasserman. Welcome to I Don't Like Reggae, I Love It, a special audio series of the Skaboom podcast that focuses on the historical origins and impact of reggae on popular music that will explore the phenomena and cultural implications of cod reggae. In this episode, I focus on the 1971 UK one-hit wonder Johnny Reggae by the Piglets that reached number three in the charts, selling five million copies. As it turns out, this story has a lot of interesting cultural twists and turns. In this case, a cod reggae song cooked up in a studio in England ends up being reappropriated by Jamaican musicians in a variety of ways. The Johnny Reggae character sung about in the original version transitions from being a member of a white youth subculture into a Jamaican rude boy and finally into a black Rasta, challenging the rule of Babylon. It's a pretty stunning transformation. But before we get started, you may be asking, what is cod reggae? The meaning of the word cod is thought to have originated in the 19th century and is almost exclusively a British term. Cod, in the sense of joke, hoax, leg pull, appears in the early 20th century and features in James Joyce's portrait of the artist as a young man. Quote, some fellows had drawn it there for a cod. Cod also functions as an adjective. Bernard Sher's slanguage quotes a politician on Irish TV news saying, quote, that's a cod argument. 
everyone knew what they were voting for. So by definition, cod reggae means faux, joke, or nonsense reggae. Given its etymology, cod reggae would seem to have some, but not all of its historical roots with the arrival of a wave of West Indian immigrants to England as part of the Windrush generation in the 50s. Caribbean immigrants brought their culture and music with them to Britain. And as Caribbean culture became incorporated into British culture, the sounds of mento, calypso, ska, rocksteady, and reggae became more common. It wasn't very long before young British teens who were living next door to and befriending West Indian teens would also become fans of the music and then try to replicate it themselves. That's most definitely the case with the Piglets, an all-female Cockney reggae studio group put together by King to cash in on the skinhead craze that was all the rage in the UK from 1969 to 1971. The song also takes its inspiration from 60s American pop groups like The Crystals, He's a Rebel, and The Ronettes, Be My Baby, where female lead singers brag about their boyfriends. Except in this instance, Johnny Reggae happens to be a skinhead, or more technically speaking, a suede head. The Virgin Encyclopedia of 70s Music, published in 1997, describes the song as a, quote, studio novelty number. And the story of rock and roll, the year-by-year illustrated chronicle published in 1995, called it a cod Caribbean knees up. Now it's time to hear Johnny Reggae. Love it or hate it, I warn you that the song is infectious and you may end up with an earworm you won't be able to shake for a while. What's he like, Mavis? He's a real tasty geezer. He's grown his ear a bit. Johnny Reggae, Johnny Reggae, Reggae, lay it on me. Piglets was actually one of the pseudonyms used by King to release his songs during the early 70s. All the vocals and music were in fact recorded by session singers he hired. According to King, quote, 
the singers were three session singers in their 40s who I made sound like 15-year-old scrubbers behind the bike shed. Like the Archies here in the U.S., the Piglets were a studio concoction and never appeared on TV, though King commissioned a makeshift cartoon video that aired on top of the Pops. Johnny Reggae was notable as the first hit song with the skinhead reggae sound to have been written and performed by white English singers and musicians. It's an attempt at an accurate depiction of an early 70s English working-class youth subculture, which was just beginning to die out when it was released in 1971. Though the British public loved the song, and catchy as it is, it's clear that Johnny Reggae was a hit at the expense of songs by black Jamaican performers then also in the UK charts who did not get similar or equal airplay. As it turns out, though, Johnny Reggae ends up making a reverse commute from being a white youth anthem back to Jamaica, where it is reclaimed and recorded by a variety of Jamaican performers. The first cover version, Heavy Reggae, Johnny Reggae, was recorded in 1972 by the Roosevelt Singers. The song sticks closely to the original, but the song is now about a Jamaican rude boy. In this case, the rude boy in question and his girlfriend both sing his praises. Hey, baby, I'm tall and tan, six foot three. Come and listen how my babies talk about me. Hey, babies, I'm Steamer. Why, well, believe me, you know. Nice, nice, Karen. Wow! Boy, I'm all going here and half, you know. It's kind of nice, you know, it's not too, too long. I'm all wearing a football shirt with a number 17 for the back. Work it now. Then, no, I'm all up here, a ball, boots, you know. Full of football, but shooting was look in my eye, you know, believe this. Every, every reggae. Here is Johnny Reggae. Every, every reggae, they're on me. In 1974, the Jamaican toaster Big Youth 
recorded and released his own version of Johnny Reggae. Though it no longer uses the music of the original, Johnny is now a symbol of the burgeoning Rasta movement then in full swing in Jamaica. A year later, Dr. Alimentado, a toaster with strong Rastafarian beliefs, released Johnny Was a Baker. In this version, Johnny Reggae has the same daughters mentioned in Big Youth Song, but Alimentado's Johnny has now moved to Africa, where he is also a Rasta. And then in 1976, 
Prince Farai released his version of Johnny Reggae titled Johnny Get Worse over a version of the Slickers' Johnny Too Bad, which placed Johnny Reggae in the Jamaica of the mid-70s during a state of emergency enacted by the government of Michael Manley. Yes, I skin it black, knowing that the father turned green with those crack. I'm afraid to walk the street at night, but Johnny, get worse. Walking down the road, with the pistol in your waist, Johnny, you're too bad. A machine gun, Johnny, I'll wait with now. Machine. Yes, I skin it black, knowing that the father turned green with those crack. Every time I read the clean around the star, Johnny get worse. Machine, Johnny, I'll do it with no machine. Hey! I want a bat, I want a Johnny. One of these days, when you hear a voice say, come, we gonna run. Roadblock, as I would really say. Roadblock, is that the fact they hear that. I'm on clean for Johnny, Johnny, Johnny getting worse. Worse and worse and worse and worse. Johnny running down the road with the people's first. The Australian sociologist John Stratton asserts in his book, When Music Migrates, that while the Piglets' version of the song established a high watermark for cultural appropriation, Johnny Reggae's migration back to Jamaica, first as an updated character in a reworking of the original, and then as a character in new versions, have an anti-colonial position. Stratton suggests that the original idea of Johnny Reggae became a metaphor which was culturally transformed as it was incorporated into Jamaican reggae and that the Jamaican versions of Johnny Reggae can be read as critiquing the process that gave birth to the character Jonathan King created in England. How's that for some PhD-level musical analysis? Why Johnny get worse, got that good body? King tried to duplicate the flash-in-the-pan success of Johnny Reggae with This is Reggae, a year later, but sadly, lightning did not strike twice. Nevertheless, it is another fine example of cod reggae. Well, it started in Jamaica a long time ago. Now they're dancing to the rhythm in San Francisco. They are lifting their boots. They are stomping their feet. Because they just can't resist this inescapable beat. During this series, I'll be taking a deep dive into well-known and obscure cod reggae tracks, including Dreadlock Holiday by 10CC, Redondo Beach by Patti Smith, Bella Lugosi's Dead by Bauhaus, and more. If you've listened and received some value from this episode, 
then please help support the podcast for as little as $3 per month on Patreon. Supporters get access to exclusive content like special episodes of this series and advanced promo chapters from my forthcoming book, Ska Boom, An American Ska and Reggae Oral History, which will be published by DeWolf Publishing sometime this summer. Just go to patreon.com backslash Podcast for more information. Thanks for listening. Take care.